intercepted. Yes, it is. And Columbia has knocked off Harvard for the to the end zone. Wainwright makes the catch. Touchdown, Columbia. The Lions win it. Hello, hello. Welcome into the Captain's Corner podcast. This is Aaliyah Funchell, and I am here not with Kyle today, but with Mike, a fan favorite. So, Mike, fan welcome favorite. back. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would we say get a, a lot fan of requests. Favorite. Wow. No, I'm just, I think people <laughs> honestly like enjoy listening to the banter of me, you, and Kyle. Okay. Um, but. I don't know. I feel like people n- have known you the longest. Okay. Well, I mean, we started this podcast like five or six years ago, and it's still going on. So I'm I'm very proud about that. So uh, it's good to be back, filling in for Kyle this week, who's uh, out in New Jersey at our women's golf tournament. So wow. hopefully all go all's going well. You'll probably by the time this goes up, you'll know what's happened at the at the golf tournament. Yeah, the suspense is gonna kill me until then. But no, and also I'd just like to give a shout out to the people that do listen because when the guys came in here the other day, they were um, talking about people listening to this podcast and like making fun of them for some of the things they say like in a friendly way like so it's just awesome to hear that people are listening enjoying and you know it's it transfers well yeah that's what we're doing it for and uh you know we're doing it for for people to get to know these guys better and like we said it's it's just it's fun for us too this isn't Mm -hmm. this isn't work this is a labor of love yeah (laughs) as we like to say (laughs) oh yeah this is like the highlight of my week getting to come in and you know talk and uh, I just and that's it. saying a lot because if you follow Aaliyah on social media, she's <laughs> hanging out with like Kevin Durant yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is fun though. Like I, I love being at Columbia and uh, and just getting to um, still be here. So it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. And we had a we had a good episode this week coming up, uh, coming off of the Lions twenty eight seven win over Wagner, uh, finishing non conference play strong at three and zero for the fourth time in five years. So. Now all eyes are on Ivy League play, and it starts this Saturday at Penn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what the guys have to say about it. And honestly, the game on Saturday against Wagner was so much fun. So it'll be fun to just kind of relive that as well. Yeah, I mean, it was. we talked about it. It was a little bit of a slow start for Columbia, but being able to for them to figure it out and kind of coming like Coach Bagnoli said at the beginning, we're not going to apologize for winning games. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's 100% correct. You shouldn't have to. It doesn't always have to be pretty you know but no. they got it done and they were able to like set self-correct and, and kind of get things done in that second half yeah so it'll be a good episode so continue to listen after this little break we all know what comes with being a fan the ups the downs and everything in between share a coke with a friend coca-cola the official beverage of the columbia lions jag one physical therapy is a proud partner of the columbia lions With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. 
Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. All right, welcome back to the Captain's Corner podcast. So excited to have you guys here again and for Mike to be on this week. How are you guys feeling? Feeling great. Good, great, amazing. Good. So this will be a fun episode, especially because we're following a win over Wagner 28 to 7 and you guys finished non-conference play 3 and 0 for the fourth time in the last 5 seasons. So I think I want to start this off again. I know last week I started off with a shout out to Ryan, but have to do it again. First 100-yard game, ran for 117 yards and a touchdown. And then this is a fun fact. Shout out to Matt's article. But you moved up to the sixth on the Lions career rushing list with 1,471 yards, and you're nine shy of moving into the fifth place spot. So, guys, what can you say about his performance on Saturday? I mean, yeah, I could speak from the offensive lines and it's just kind of the offensive perspective. Uh, like I said last week when he got his toes wet a little bit, it's great to have Ryan out there. Um, he's so patient, and we know there's so much faith, especially on the O-line when we're blocking, that Ryan's going to find the hole. And that we might not necessarily block it perfect, but Ryan's going to be patient back there, wiggle his way through, and get a lot of yards. Um, so yeah, we're well. I think we're a lot more confident as an offense with them back there, and we're excited. Yeah. Anyone else want to say some nice things? Because we'll probably get heated later. Um, I mean, just from <laughs> the defensive perspective, it was it was great to see him. Um, you know, he, he not only is a great football player, but he brings an aspect of leadership out there with Stu. So, you know, having him out there on the field, especially when things aren't necessarily going, you know, to plan because, you know, adversity strikes all the time in football games. It's awesome to have him out there, you know, helping the guys out, you know, leading the charge with Stu. So I think it's it was kind of had an, he had an impact well beyond what the stat sheet reported. It almost seemed like, you know, the game was scoreless after the first quarter and then offensively try to just pound it in. Ryan, did you feel like that you needed to kind of do something to kind of turn the momentum around in that second quarter? Absolutely. And, um, you know, we we were struggling a little bit on offense to move the ball and um, get in the red zone. So I think that just leaning on, on myself in the O-line front, um, it's where a lot of our experience lies in the, offensively. So just kind of trusting us really helped spark our offense and, and get us going throughout the game. Yeah, I would definitely like to talk about something that happened in the second quarter, too, that people have probably seen well on social media now. Bryson Canty's catch for the touchdown I don't know if any of you guys want to explain to like the viewers who maybe haven't seen it. I don't know who wouldn't have seen it by now, but like, like what did it look like from your perspective and how big was that? I mean, it wasn't a surprise for all of us who have seen him in practice make crazy catches all the time. Um, yeah, not but the first time. <laughs> for us, I mean, I always love seeing a long touchdown because that means rest. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, what, on the 30 or 40-yard line, and he went up and got the ball right over somebody, and then – now he's getting a lot of hype after we saw I saw a clip of Randy Moss saying that he got Moss and just being pretty mean to that DB which I would hate to see if I was that Wagner DB um, but yeah I mean it's awesome it energizes the offense um, it's not like I said it's not a surprise for all of us who see him every day do things like that but it's a huge part of our offense and he's going to continue to make plays like that the rest of the year 
And I know this is like kind of surface level stuff, but for people that work in like media like us, how important is is it to have big plays like that kind of go like not viral, but like go like pretty national with like different news outlets and stuff? Like what does that do for the program? I think it just helps to, to I guess, put us on the map more. Mm-hmm. Um, like we touched on a couple episodes ago, people think of Ivy League football, and they're like, oh, just some smart guys playing. <laughs> but, like, no, we got some real talented people here, like Bryson who makes insane catches on a day-to-day basis just normally. So I think it, it just helps to, for kind of that national recognition. Just like So people kind of, kind of put respect on our name. So. Yeah, we, we put out an invite because Sam Ponder on NFL Countdown was saying like, oh, you know, they, they record that segment of the show downtown in South Street Seaport. So we're, we sent the invite. We're asking them to come to the Yale game. So anybody's listening at ESPN, send them up. Send Randy, uh, Rex, and Sam Ponder up. <laughs> Watch a good football game in a couple weeks. That would be so fun. Um, and then just sticking with offense and the Wagner game, Joe Green, he had a great game, 188 yards, three touchdowns. So – um, what was it like to see him kind of find his groove and, you know, have a great game? I think it was a good bounce back game from him coming from Princeton. You know, he often struggled a little bit. He struggled um, through through some picks and then just to come back, have a clean game. Um, it was good to see. And that's pretty much what we expect with Joe. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, okay. So I do want to touch on a little bit. I always like to bring up things that coach says in the press conference. Um, and he says that, like he had a lot of great things to say, obviously, but he said that good teams can do very boring things very consistently. So as the leaders of the team, how do you make sure that you guys and the rest of the team are doing the little things and doing them consistently, doing them right? Scott? Yeah, um, that's a good question because I think on the defensive side of the ball, I think we had a struggle with that against Wagner. You know, the we got a W on the, on the stat sheet, but – um, you know, in our defensive meeting rooms, we weren't satisfied with how we played. Um, we kind of let a lot of those little things slip through our fingers. Um, and, you know, I think it's just, you know, not everyone goes on a, a, a linear path the whole time, right? There's going to be a setback. There's going to be adversity, as we mentioned before. And um, I think it's that adversity that helps you remember to do the little details because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you can make big plays like Bryson Candy does, but those don't happen every single time. It's the little things that that help you get to that success, that help you win those games. And so I think it's just the we've known that from the beginning that in order to win these games, like we know we have the ability to do so, but if we don't focus on the little things, then the big things are never going to come, right? So we make those routine tackles, and then, you know, one in every ten plays, there's a huge TFL or something like that, right? So I think it's just it's just the mindset, right? You maybe start to forget it a little bit, but then you're humbled by the adversity that you have to encounter. And it, it brings you back to where to step one of, okay, I got to start doing the little things even better, even better than before. So I think that's kind of how we, we look at it as a team and how we keep progressing forward. One more thing, you know, with Wagner, the, the level of opponents they played, was that a little bit more of a trickier scout looking back on it now because of the, you know, they played Rutgers and Syracuse and then seeing them, you know, against, you know, obviously quality opponents in FCS, but it's obviously a, it's a different it's a different game. It's definitely a different beast. Like I know me personally, I didn't look at the Rutgers Syracuse games much at all, just mm-hmm. because that's like a completely different opponent. Um, they you don't know if they're going to be playing that weirdly because maybe they don't think they're going to be in it for a long time. So it's just a different scout. So I know me personally, I was really only looking at the St. Francis and the Fordham game. So it's a little bit bit different of a scout just because there's less of a sample size than you would expect at this point of the year um but yeah Yeah. also from a defensive perspective they they just have so much in their playbook 
out of different looks, motions, you know, shifts, stuff like that. So, you know, they, we saw a lot of, you know, them with read option and stuff like that against Syracuse, Rutgers. Um, and then, you know, we saw, kind of saw them come back to, you know, that two quarterback system they were had running against us with 11 and 16 with, you know, 16 kind of being more of the runner in quarterback power, quarterback counter, and then 11, you know, coming in to throw the ball. So, you know, I think they just had a lot of different things out of a lot of different formations that they either hadn't shown or didn't show consistently on film. So it was just um, a lot of in-game adjustments. And, you know, looking back on it was definitely one of the more tricky games that I had to watch film for. Awesome. And obviously, like the guys that, you know, everyone's talking about, Joe, Ryan, but I want to hear your guys' weekly shout outs for this last game, because I feel like that gives a lot of insight because you guys see the things that maybe don't end up in the post game article or the stats. We so. miss you, Ryan. I mean, geez, I said Ryan. Ryan's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right here. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Yes, dude, I'm right next to you. Yeah. Kyle is here Ryan, in spirit. I yeah, took yeah. his thunder by asking that question because he's at golf this week. Um, am I starting? Yeah, yeah, Ryan. All right. Um, I'm going to keep on the train of, you know, shouting out people getting their first touchdown. So, shout out Cam Burt. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. First touchdown. And, and Cam does so much for our team that you don't see. Um, Cam not only is a backup um, receiver, and he just but he plays his heart out. He punts. He does. He holds. He does everything that we need him to do. He's kind of a glue guy that doesn't get much shine. So, I'm going to give him some shine here. Uh, shout out to Cam Burt. Also, just you can triple check me with the stats, but I'm pretty sure he leads the Ivy League right now in net punting yards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, another great day of punting yeah. as well. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll go with Michael Flugel, uh, <laughs> who was the safety guy at the end. He got his first interception, first career interception, um, which is awesome to see. I keep telling him how athletic he looked during that. <laughs> it, was good. it was good looking. <laughs> so shout out Mike Flugel. That's a good shout out. I'm gonna have to go with uh, someone on the O line, Will Hamilton. Um, I think game in and game out, he just goes up there and he dominates the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, even after the game, um, he, uh, you know, I tell him this, but even my family, you know, goes, who's 7-7 out there, right? Like, just dominating the line of scrimmage. So he's been doing that game in, game out. And so shout out to Will Hamilton. Will got a little bit of love when we posted one of the angles of the, the Canty touchdown. They could see, like, the, he yep. had a clear, he opened up that lane for Joe really. Oh, big. So yeah. it was good to get that he got that shout out as well on social. Get, get a little credit there, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to stick on the on the O line as well. Um, you know, Matt Clank was injured this game, so we had to have Zach Mills step in. You know, it was his first career start, but you know, he's kind of done a little bit of everything on the offensive line. Played both guards. You know, he's kind of just a you know kind of just a Swiss Army knife in there in the offensive line. He's the next guy in no matter what happens. So I think him being able to come in, step up, you know, play a really good game. You know, help Ryan have 100 plus rushing yards. I think it was awesome. Yeah, um, and I, I, I have a sh- oh, I have a shout out. You too. have a shout I, out. I, I don't even I don't even know who it exactly is. My my wife and kids came to the game on Saturday. <laughs> One of you guys gave my son a high five, and he was just talking about it for oh. two days. So. <laughs> <laughs> that identif- unidentified player, please let me know, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll work something out. <laughs> the atmosphere was so fun. There's a lot of little kid fans like asking for autographs and stuff. So it was it was super cute. I love seeing that. Um, okay, before we like have some fun, because we all know how rowdy this podcast can get, I do just want to stay on football for a second. Traveling to Penn this upcoming weekend, last year you won 23 to 14. So I know this is your day off, but like, what can you, what are you working on this week? Oh, personally, I've already watched their, uh, Dartmouth film and then Georgetown film. And, you know, I think, uh, just more studying, looking forward to, ah, cut that. Yeah. I, I, I kind of forgot the question halfway through. It's all good. Here, I'll take it over. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
No, I think Penn's a very, very good football team. I think that's quite evident by their record. Also, you know, there was a huge win they had against Dartmouth up there in Hanover. Um, you know, I watched that game live, but I've also watched it on film again since then. Uh, you know, I think they have a very strong rushing attack. The running back runs very, very hard. Quarterback is athletic. Offensive line is large and very experienced. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different factors that have really been coming together for them this year that have been, you know, leading up to the success they've had. Um, and I think it's really important that, you know, as a defense, we really restate what our identity is with our physicality, um, you know, going into this game because, you know, they're going to try to run the football. There's no if, ends, or buts about it. So, you know, it's just going to come down to who wants it more and who's going to execute better. Before we get to the offense, it's kind of strength on strength because the rushing defense has been so good this year. So it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top in that battle. Absolutely. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think my biggest focus this week. Um, when we're looking forward to Penn, it's just how they're an all-around team. I think we need to clean up a lot of the mistakes that we're making. Um, when you look at this week, I mean, we flashed at points, but I don't think we played 60 minutes of all-around good football. We had two turnovers in the red zone in the first quarter. We didn't put up any points, started out with a three and out. So I think we just need to work on kind of shoring up those little mistakes so we can play a more complete game against a more complete defense and put up points so we can win the game. Yeah, I haven't watched much film. I watched the their game against Dartmouth live, but I haven't gone back to it. But just based on what I saw in their record, they're a good, a good team in my um, career here. They've always been well coached. So I know it's going to be a good challenge. But then again, like we say every week, it's still going to be about us no matter who we play. Play anybody in the country. It's a, ma- it's a matter of um, do we do what we do and do we execute and, and we'll come out on top if we do that. So just looking forward to this challenge here in, uh, in Philly this weekend. You know, we talk about it every year, but it's got to be at least brought up because it's like the elephant in the room. You know, Coach Pagnoli's history at Penn and things oh, like that. Yeah. I know it's, yeah. you know, it's you guys weren't here for when Coach was at Penn. And it's he's been here almost, you know, he's been here eight years now. So, but again, what do you guys are you guys kind of aware of that? Does it add an extra layer to the game? Obviously, it's an Ivy League game. It's a road game. It's they're all important, but does that add an extra layer to it? I don't think it really does much, especially anymore. I think when yeah. I came in my freshman year, like it was a little more prevalent because it was still more fresh, and he came here not too long ago. And so I think it was definitely more of a thing back then. I think now, I don't. I think some freshmen don't even know that he used to coach at Penn. Yeah. Like I think yeah. it's yeah. a different thing. So I think now he's been here so long and it's been so established that it's definitely less in the culture of this game. It's in the back of the mind of some people, I think. But, I mean, not really. I think it's just another game. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I think it's just, you know, whoever we're playing, we're focusing on ourselves, right? Ryan touched on it earlier. It's like we could play anyone in the country, but it, it comes down to what we're going to do. So, um, yeah. And on top of that, you know, Penn's a place, you know, you guys probably haven't haven't won yet. So how important would it be to get that win in Philadelphia this year to kind of put that on your resumes? I think it would be huge. I mean, when you look at Penn's schedule, they have that Dartmouth win, which I think is like a staple win. And when you look at our schedule, I mean, I think the three teams we've beat no disrespect to any of them, but they're games that yep. we all believe we yep. should have won. Yep. And that this Penn game, they're a good team, and we need to get that. We need to have wins against really good teams that we feel that are pretty similar to us. And so this is a huge week for us. We feel like it's a game that we should win, need to win, so we're coming out ready to go. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. Well, a thing I really like about when some of you guys show up early to recording, which will never be Scott, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to. <laughs> anyways it gives me like good ideas like on what to talk to you guys about um superstitions mitch very superstitious superstitious so do you just want to like tell us about your superstitions and also question does it 
vary? Like, how much does it vary for away games when you can't control the schedule? Um, so starting off with just, you know, a couple little things I do. Um, you know, like we were talking before the before we started, I wear – I've worn the same undershirt under my pads um, ever since the first game of freshman year. Um, he never washes it either. <laughs> <laughs> No, and then um, as far as, you know, my kind of like pregame routine, um, you know, we have the schedule. Uh, Coach Lamb sends out the schedule of where we need to be when, you know, everything, all the important times. So, you know, I'm always, you know, in the training room at a certain time, always getting taped at a certain time. I'm always stretching in the locker room at a certain time, always out there, you know, doing my different kind of star drills and stuff like that, my block rec at a certain time. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a bunch of different little things that you know. I'm just I, I like routine. I'm a big routine guy. That's my whole thing. So, you know, if I can have um, you know kind of the same thing over and over again, I feel like it opens up my mind to being able to focus on what I need to focus on in the game. Um, and then at away games, you know, I can't always control exactly you know what I eat, what time we go to things. So you know, I don't necessarily love that. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to control everything. So you know, I just do my best to you know stay locked in, and then you know try not to worry about things uh, that aren't really going to affect the outcome or the game as much as as much as anything else. So you know, just worrying about what I need to do, how I need to do it, and how I can help us win. And Stu, you said you're starting to be less routine and less superstitious i am i think in like high school and kind of my first couple years here i definitely was like more rigid on like what i did pre-game and i kind of had more of a routine but this year i'm find myself kind of relaxing more before like now right after we eat breakfast i go and watch game day for a little bit and then now i actually go out to the field and just walk around i like sitting outside more where before i just kind of sat in the locker room had my music on and was like looking over everything uh which i think might have stressed me out more than anything <laughs> so i try to stay relaxed i think focus is like the main thing so i'm thinking about the game what i'm supposed to be doing but i try not to overdo it and like over psych myself out before a game now which i find changing as i've gotten older you're yeah. older and wiser as you've gotten I don't old know not wiser. older <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you've gotten old not older yeah i guess and now i'm actually listening to this was the hot take that i was gonna ask Ooh. but what do you guys listen to pregame because i used I like to like that. strictly listen to rap and now i'm only i'm like listening to like the lumineers before the game i don't know <laughs> Bro, why. how do you have such a shift i don't know i just started listening to it and i felt like i was relaxed and like kept me focused so i like hey, it okay no i know there's some guys on the team that you know can't listen to rap or you know metal or anything like that like luke he listens to country like he'll put on like tyler childers you know zach bryan and that's what he's listening to like he's out there on the field running around catching balls listening to like feathered indians or something <laughs> so i don't know yeah my music is a little different um it's actually interesting um one of the pre-game or the after practice questions that they asked during camp that's what you know what's your go-to uh, hype song and i said frank ocean uh pink and white and people Ooh, like, that's a good one about? like i don't know i listen to i can listen to rap um but i also like listening to some slow chill r&b as well this is actually kind of crazy i can go from listening to meek mill to frank ocean to the next song it just doesn't matter i just pick and choose so i like to be you know hype but then also chill before right before the game yeah i'm kind of the same as ryan just uh whatever i've added to my playlist most recently i just throw on and then let it shuffle from there Steve's <laughs> giving Weak you. A <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much. There's not much science behind it. 
Well, my brother used to be a wrestler and like he would listen, like he had a friend that would listen to like classical music before he'd get on the mat. And he said it just like put him in the right headspace. So I kind of get where you're coming from because I've heard of other athletes doing that. Um, Mike, do you have anything? No. <laughs> okay. So any other, who's doing the hot take this week? Because that wasn't really a hot take. That was, that was a question. That was just a piggyback off of yeah. this question. All right. So I guess I'll ask you guys a question before we wrap things up. Is water wet? Yes. Uh, I, I've i heard a lot of takes on this. It's a very a lot of different, question. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of different, you know, different discourses about it. But I think that by definition it is because as someone was explaining, it's just it's like the, the water molecules yeah. are touching each other. So yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I was gonna say. Had, like, so it essentially has to be wet, something some, like that. Because like it, something's wet if water's on it. If yeah, water's it, surrounded by water. Right. So it's water so molecules it's connected to other water molecules. Exactly. So it makes it wet. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where I'm, I'm heading up with that. Yeah. Dang. So you asked this one, and I feel like it's already been thoroughly debated on the <laughs> Thoroughly. <Yeah. laughs> on, on. You guys are a tough right. crowd, honestly. All right, so here to follow up then, what is being debated right now? Like, is there any, like, a hop, like pop culture? Is it, like, an academic thing? Like, what's kind of, like, kind of like that Yeah, I feel like you guys are through. always, like, debating or arguing it's about something. It's usually like, about college football or the NFL. And or, you know who usually leads it? Caden Bell. Because yeah, he really? always has well, some Caden Bell has terrible take. takes. <laughs> he has some Is this like in the group take. chat, in the locker room? No, we will like, yell at each other on the bus, in the locker room. Really? Like, we will get into screaming matches about it. Wow. There's been a lot of debate about the Tom Brady divorce recently. Oh, there yeah. has. Yeah. Where have I been? I've, been <laughs> yeah, I've not been in any of those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> what are they saying about that? Just what's going to happen after they divorce. I don't know. I, I don't know what. Because there's a lot of debates. I don't know if all should be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just throw out the word alleged divorce. Nothing's officially Alleg- right. alleged. 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 Does one anyone have any type of hot take? Anything? You I'm sorry. Well, here, I should have here's more a, prepared. Here's a, a question that has been brought up before. What, who went in a fight? A grizzly bear or, or a, a gorilla? Oh, we've had this. We've or had we this. we could go after. A gorilla. No, no a gorilla. the wildest take. Was, was Justin Woodley. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say that. Oh, oh, oh. I was also going to say that. He thought that a group <laughs> of, what, like, 10 people? A group of 10 yeah, people, people could kill a whale. Could kill in the a ocean. blue like whale. Like an orca. In the ocean. No, 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 no. An orca whale. An orca. Oh, even an orca whale. More heinous. Wasn't it? I think it was a killer <laughs> it was a, whale. It was an yeah. orca in the ocean. He, he said, said if you give him a ship with 10 people and they knew a where ship? a whale was, they could go kill it. He said with no weapons. No no weapons. No weapons. He would have them. You'd have to dive in the water and kill it with your bare hands. His argument. Coach Woodley's argument was that he would somehow lure the whale to the side of the boat, have people, like certain number of people distracting it, and then have a singular person jump into the whale's blowhole and suffocate <laughs> it. <laughs> Which is a crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm he basically sure wants to choke that. the whale out. <laughs> also, yeah, he brought up something too. about like 10 dudes being able to bare hand kill a polar bear or something. Oh, oh my, my gosh. No, the I'm question like, was how many, people, how many people without weapons would it take to kill a full-grown polar bear? A lot. And he said 10. One ten? Yeah, I don't people. think that's enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think that's not. enough. No. Um, and How he, does he think of these scenarios? He just <laughs> loves to hear himself talk. So he'll just think. <laughs> no, literally, he loves being loud. That's what. That's where he loves and being loud. Loves something hear, no one else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And loves yeah. hearing himself talk. So he'll just think of outlandish things to bring up to people because they know they'll, they'll like challenge him on them. Oh my! God. And then we just get screaming in the locker room. So it's a little bit different not having him in the locker room this year 
because it's not as crazy. But the yeah. worst, because then Broderick would normally like take his back. Yeah, yeah. It would be him and Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Broderick did, honestly didn't believe what he was arguing. He just wanted to be on that. He just stirring the pot. Yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of ridiculous, but you know, good times. Again, this is all hypothetical stuff. Peter, don't cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the last thing we need. That's kind of surprising about Justin, though, because he was on the pod last year, and I feel like he like he would have his like hot takes here and there, but like he seemed kind of quiet. Oh like, no, that's so crazy. You get Justin going, he will. Yeah, it'll get going. Exactly. Yeah. That. It'll yeah. So who's that guy on the team now? Like well, the one. Kate I Bell. think Caden <laughs> Bell. Yeah, Caden <laughs> yeah, uh, Bell. I don't James think it's Taylor has some. James does too. I mean, he'll get loud. Yeah, and no, defend his dude. Caden will. But Caden for sure. There have been times where I've been sitting on the bus and I could. Very clearly, I'm in the back. He's in the front. I can very <laughs> clearly hear an argument he is having about football. Well, he's debating a lot right now that Lamar Jackson isn't that good, first which is all, absurd. First of <laughs> all, I want this this a uh, terrible yeah, no. take. This podcast official position has to be that Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback because Caden Bell does not believe that. Yes, wow. I second that. Caden, do you hear that? <laughs> I, that. I hope he's listening. Wow. We got to get him in here. This too. is like Skip Bayless against LeBron type. Oh level. my gosh! <laughs> like <laughs> hating. Skip hates LeBron so much that I think he loves him. Oh, did you guys see the Draymond Green Jordan Pool? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! How did, how did they let that video get out, dude? The TMZ must have gave somebody a bag. <laughs> Apparently, it was between fifty and a hundred grand for that video coordinator. Which, if I'm that video coordinator. I'm probably taking that. I mean, right. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're, never gonna, you're, like, you're, you're never gonna. You're never gonna get a job, job again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a one time. Like that is true. You know? God, that was a bad decision. Yeah. Well, I, originally I saw it was like two point six million, oh, and okay. I was like, whoa, whoa, right whoa. Down, whoa. <laughs> it went way down. That wasn't true. <laughs> Dang, so, that is crazy. Well, yeah. honestly, the NBA is like a reality TV show. It really is. So, so I feel like sometimes like the off season drama and the trade requests are more entertaining than the actual games. Oh, yeah. that's that's 100%. my hot take. <laughs> Not the playoffs. The playoffs are good. Playoffs, playoffs are fun, just, but it's. The mic just shot me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. He's scared of it now. <laughs> <laughs> First time I've ever seen Scott Valenta scared. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I'm Man. good. I right. just felt weird. Man. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess just on the topic of basketball, you guys were talking about basketball before we started recording. Um, who do you think is the best basketball player on the team? If me, it's not Ryan <laughs> Young. It is not Ryan. You guys it's knew me. he would say that. <laughs> me, Ro- Rocco Milia. Absolutely, he, he has me. no vert. He Absolutely, has no vert. Me. I'm serious. It's me. It's not. I've you. seen Ryan play basketball, and he's not that great. Hot what? Take. No, listen. <laughs> I have a hot take. No, that's actually crazy. Have Y'all haven't take. really seen me play for real. I, I have. Hot take. Nah. Better. For real, what do you do when we watch you though? <laughs> No, I'm saying y'all must have not been here. For I can ho- no, I actually can hoop for real. No, you cannot. I can actually hoop for real. There is, I don't think there's like any more level of confidence than football players who think they can play basketball. Yeah. No, there's yeah. so many. Football I, I literally players played who think high level basketball my whole life, and people look at me, they're like, "Oh, he doesn't. He's not built for that." I'm telling you. All right, and I've been telling people this whole season, wait till the season's over. We have our open runs. We're going to get it in, and we'll come back. I'll be there. I'll cover it. Yeah, I'll video it. it. We can post it. it. We've played together, right? I can hoop. I'm serious. I don't know. I have nothing else to say other than I can hoop. (laughs) I'm going with Cole Matisse. Oh, that's a crazy no. Mm. He played basketball (laughs) all through high school. Listen, you watch him play. He can shoot. He can defend the rim. He can run the floor. Trust me. Nothing's worse than you see everyone who talks about how good they are, and then everyone on the court, like, none of us are that great. <laughs> like, we're, uh, the level of play is pretty low. It's just a comparison to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we talk like we should be in the NBA. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A bunch of guys that couldn't make their high school teams. Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> you have a ring, don't you? Huh? You have a ring, right? I do. I rolled the bench and got a ring. Wow. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's still a ring. It is. Still a ring. Still counts. All right. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I will be tuning in from home, but excited for a good weekend of football. Woo. Absolutely. Look forward to Thank it. you. Appreciate it. Well, that was another great fun episode. I like how you could just say one thing and it will get them just oh, it will just open a rolling. can of worms. Like yep. and you never know what it's gonna be. Like some things that I would think would make them just go off and then things that I think like would not have a reaction have a reaction. So it's my favorite thing about this podcast, yeah, I mean, honestly. The discussions in the locker room. I think that was a good question to follow up with when you you know, the water is wet and you know, who am I? I did not go to an Ivy League school, so who am I to argue? <laughs> if they say that water, water is wet, then I'm not gonna argue with it. They're much much more uh, equipped to answer that question than me. <laughs> I haven't taken a science class in years. I since like my freshman year of undergrad. So science just is one of those subjects that completely goes over my head. So more power to them. Yeah. They're they're smarties. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did a great job breaking things down again and looking ahead to to Penn this weekend again. Uh, it's all Ivy League games on deck for the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, chapter one's kind of closed with non-conference play, and now it's just about kind of finishing the job here and, and you know trying to, to get through these next six weeks uh, as successful as possible yeah I'm looking forward to it the stakes definitely just feel so much higher too with these Ivy League games and um, honestly like last year and I, th- I think I brought this up the very first podcast too it's like last year was like okay it's kind of a fluke because it's the first season back but now it's kind of going to be interesting you actually have film and and games from last season to look back and on. people with experience yeah that's the other thing you had so many guys that just didn't didn't play for two years yeah. or you know people that were juniors you'd never seen before so there's a little bit more like there's fewer questions than there were going going into last year and mm-hmm. you know the ivy league we've talked about it weeks ago and it hasn't changed from top to bottom it's probably as good as it's been in a long time yeah there's no there's no layups yeah <laughs> there's no layups in this league so you got to come and bring it every week and it's going to be interesting to see how it goes at Franklin Field this Saturday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and make sure to share this podcast with a friend and tune in every week um, what, on every single device, like every streaming platform, yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Are you an Apple Podcast person or I used a to be. I, I've shifted to Spotify. Spotify is where it's at. Yeah. So. So we'll be back next week. Kyle will be joining us again. Um, yeah, it'll be good to have him back. Lions and Quakers at 1 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, catch all the action live on ESPN+. Plus Next week, big week also, homecoming. Just to tease that a little bit. Ooh, so so Dartmouth coming in. But first things first, uh, got to get, gotta get things done at Penn. Uh, it'll be a good game. So make sure you're tuning in on ESPN+. Plus and catch us next week. Again, we're available on all your major podcast services spotify soundcloud stitcher apple apple podcast wherever you get it it's all deadly so uh, we'll be <laughs> back next week thanks for listening talk to you soon